0: What's up, you freaks? Welcome back to a rabbit hole recap. I'm fucking pumped. I'm pumped too. Uh, been a long week for me, particularly. Uh, recorded four podcasts last week, almost one every night, and uh, drank for every one of them. So, right now, I'm, I think my wife thinks I might be an alcoholic. Uh, so, I am uh, withholding from alcohol consumption on this recording just to prove that I have the wherewithal and the mental fortitude. To, to thwart off the booze.
1: The the official reason is Marty said that he's not going to drink on the pod until McAllen answers our DM about the sponsorship.
0: That's true. I'm striking. And uh, until McAllen responds to us, I will not be drinking, and I think this is a grave disservice to you freaks out there, so you better get loud on Twitter in the, McAllen's face.
1: Yeah, they can at least say no. They haven't even said no.
0: I will, I will continue drinking if they at least say no. McAllen, I know you can hear this. I know you listen to every one of these podcasts.
1: The big time listeners of the pod.
0: Respond to the DM, <laughs> and that was this week's free ad. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm drinking I'm drinking this episode yeah, because I'm, we've we've what is it twelve episodes now? Is it the twelfth or?
0: I think this might be the twelfth. Drinking mid Collins. I think you're stretching.
1: I'm not going to stop now.
0: I think you're stretching uh, an excuse to, to drink. <laughs> um, and Matt's drinking alone like a degenerate. I'll try to keep him in check on this recording. But we got a lot to talk about. A lot of heated topics. The first of which we're going to start in the geopolitical realm in China. Where uh, it's becoming more and more apparent that their social credit system is uh, very dystopian. And uh, somebody today on Twitter, an American I believe, released a video of a recording on a train. And it's basically like, obey the law or your social credit score will go down. You won't be able to travel anymore. Uh in a very nice tone though.
1: It was a it was a very friendly announcement. Yes. Uh yeah, it's uh it's like the Black Mirror episode that everyone's uh that everyone's watched. Yeah. Uh they they rank you by all it, it was like if you act disorderly on the train, like we will punish you on our social they have a nationwide social credit system. Yeah, instead
0: of uh just alienating Uber drivers and giving them social sh- scores every time you interact with them, uh this takes it to the next level and uh Like that Black Mirror episode, uh, personal interactions can get scored in the social credit
1: system now. I think this is, you know, this is like the perfect example. It gives you a taste of what we have to look forward to with these modern day surveillance states because, you know, they technology now gives them capabilities that dictators in the past would just fucking kill for. Like this would be amazing for them and And China's at the forefront of that you know they're using they're using technology to control their people if you talk if you talk bad about the government through WeChat which is like one of the only chats you can use there um, they'll ding your social credit score maybe you can't get a job now maybe you can't you know take out a loan it's pretty fucking crazy
0: um, yeah so that's one side to play devil's advocate here just for the sake of playing devil's advocate I saw somebody uh, saying on Twitter that uh, this has i think it was Bitcoin Erlog said that yeah, was he... was John. John Carvalho. Carvalho, is that his name? Carvalho?
1: Carvalho, I think. Carvalho. But I suck at pronunciations in general.
0: Big fan of him and his uh, interview style. Uh yeah, and very his f- porn site. And his porn site, exotica.tv, I think, or XT. I don't know what it is. But uh, he pointed out that uh, the social credit system is allowing peasants uh, a nice base from which they can actually build a social credit and climb The economic ladder in China, which has historically been uh, not very easy for this this class of of citizen.
1: But then he he expanded on that. He said he heard it from a rich Chinese woman, I think, in Paris. And, and, you know, that's it's like the perfect. They always do that. You know, when you do a policy that fucks over your citizens, the easiest way to implement it is to convince them that it's in their own best interest. And if you convince the majority, then when it's too late, then there's nothing they can do about it at that point.
0: Yeah. Uh so it's weird seeing that that play out in China in real life. People war or have been warning about it. Uh I believe George Orwell since he published nineteen eighty four. It's been in the public public uh space for, for decades now. It's something that's always been on people's minds but and but yet it unravels before us. Uh needless to say.
1: Yeah, talking about Orwell, I mean, they are also at the forefront of, of surveillance cameras. Uh face tracking. Yeah, C C T V. Yeah, as you're as you're walking around, they pick up your face. They know this if you if you litter a little bit, they ding your credit score If you, you know. Jaywalk. Yeah, if you if you're in a protest, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: I know. I'm I the the thing I was thinking about um a couple months ago was like if if you go to china and you're a known bitcoin personality and they know what your face looks like because it's your twitter profile or whatever or your linkedin then when the second you walk in the the airport and like you get pulled up on a face scanner like they probably have like a little, if they don't yet they'll like have a box that says like probably owns bitcoin and
0: it'll be like, hey, we're gonna lock you up till you you give us your Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, so it's a real shame because like I'd I'd love I haven't been to China yet, and I'd love to go, but it's a little bit sketchy situation there.
0: Not gonna lie, not on the top of my list to travel to. I've heard great things about it, but still not really appealing. Well, my to
1: dad was born in Hong Kong, so that'd be kind of badass.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting backstory. There, learn a little little something new about Matt Odell every week. There you go. Um but yeah to to parallel this story with something that's going on here in the states uh which is our second topic gab.com uh, a company that has caused a lot of controversy uh in its short uh, lifespan is in the news now because uh, their hosting services are are getting pulled out from under them i believe godaddy is the next hosting service i believe Well
1: oh, no so godaddy's the domain registrar mm-hmm so that's where they registered their domain through. And then they have a separate hosting provider that's like an AWS competitor That because AWS already wouldn't do business with them. And they cut them. And then the payment side, they had to think both PayPal and Stripe block mm-hmm. them. They can't find a pay, payment provider. Um, so, I mean, it's just like it's become – so they're basically – they position themselves as like the censorship-resistant – Twitter. Free speech Twitter clone. It's like almost an exact replica of Twitter, uh, but pretty much filled with people that that were blocked on Twitter or their accounts were locked. And the main issue with that is they're still a centralized company. So they still not only have the power to block accounts, which they say they do in cases of child porn, they make a big point about saying that, but they're also a target for governments and governments don't always have to go after you directly in this case they go after everyone you do business with yeah and uh yeah it's just a
0: a scary realization that uh maybe we're not as free as we think we are you know if anybody can just cut cut these platforms like listen i'm not a big fan of people that are posting content on gap but you can choose to ignore it uh I mean,
1: this guy, it was because of the, the recent synagogue shooting. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he was posting on Twitter. He was posting on the other sites as well. Uh, it's really hard to police this stuff. Yeah.
0: Is it possible? Really hard. Like, is it even possible and advantageous to to pursue? Or should we just uh, accept the fact that the shit's going to happen and uh, adjust our lifestyles otherwise?
1: Well, what I want to see is I want to see a future with platforms that, You just don't even have the ability to block those accounts so you know we have right now we have mastodon it's not perfect but it's like a federated version open source version of twitter where there's there's no centralized provider of the service and so if you can't block people then it throws all morals out out of the equation you give there can still be moderation you have the user moderate on his side with tools or you could even like give certain moderators privileges and then you could follow their list of moderation rules or something so there's like competition among who is moderating the content and then you know if people post illegal things or post things that incite violence or whatever then you just do good old-fashioned police work and you you know you deal with them but like the actual platforms like if the key is that these platforms should be built in a way that no one has power No one has central power over them. And then, and, and as long as, as long as that's the only way to really protect speech, because if there is central power, then someone's going to abuse it. It'll always be abused.
0: Yeah. Um, So this is just uh, an instance of this reality being, being pushed to the forefront in our world right now. Uh, And think about what's happening in China. And this might be, (coughs) (coughs) excuse me. Some caught my throat there. This might be a step uh, in the direction that China is going uh, in for the U.S.
1: This is why we all do this, you know. I, the only way to stop powerful people from continuing to expand that power and maintain that power is to use technology and and to use it as a way as the ultimate it's ultimate check on power. Yeah. Now, it's getting.
0: It's a very heavy subject because. Obviously, what happened over the weekend was terrible and tragic and monstrous. Uh, but it is being politicized now. Like Howard Dean came out and said Gab should be tried as accomplice to murder in synagogue slayings. There is people in, that have been ISIS terrorists that have posted on Twitter. There is like should Twitter be uh, held accountable for that? Like you, you open a, a very slippery, slippery slope when when you create these witch hunts.
1: Yeah, and then you can take it to like the altcoin world right you know what happens if uh there's like an auger kill contract you know and someone dies and then they go after auger or they go after ethereum even yeah um and no one's saying like that's the rational decision that they should do that but like you should plan to make sure they can't do that
0: yeah so having a lot of your nodes run through and fewer is probably not a good good plan in case that happens um all right Uh, that's enough of that topic uh dystopian future just be aware of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh what do we got next? Uh ooh, this is a good one. Uh our boy Lawmaster put out an interesting piece last week. He dove into the uh volume on local Bitcoins by country, uh converted everything in the US dollar, all the volumes into US dollar denominations to give a cleaner cleaner picture, because uh, Coin CoinDance has everything in their local currencies or Bitcoin? Uh, so, uh, Lawmaster
1: and the charts are really pretty. Yeah,
0: and the charts are really pretty. Uh, so, Lawmaster uh, did the dirty work and basically found that uh, most of the local Bitcoin volume is coming from Russia, uh, and uh, by by a large margin. And then behind it, in second is Venezuela. So we see these areas where Bitcoin probably has uh, a more pertinent use case in the form of capital. Uh, securing your capital. Yeah,
1: Authoritative uh, governments, shitty, shitty economies. Yeah,
0: um, leading the way, which I, in my opinion is very promising. Which Bitcoin is is helping these people.
1: Yeah, it goes directly against you know the Krugmans of the world who say it has has no use case by by people in in collapsing countries. Yeah, and another.
0: Another interesting thing about this is like this data is only the tip of the iceberg because especially the way these relationships on uh, exchanges like local bitcoins work out. Once you do a couple transactions with somebody you, you trust, I mean word on the street is I've never really dove this too too deep into local bitcoins. Yeah, you don't want to pay the commission anymore. Yeah, so it's the just,
1: same thing if you do a repeat Airbnb. You're not going to pay Airbnb the second time. You're going to tell the guy I'm going to come. I'm going to come back in April.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so a lot. And that volume is just surface surface layer. There's a lot of uh, unreported volume that's definitely going on uh, as these relationships are built uh, on these P2P ex- exchanges.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's... And, and, and Venezuela is at all-time high volume right now. I think, is Russia at all-time high? Uh,
0: I do not know for sure. I can look into that. But I want to say one thing with Venezuela in particular, I'm actually happy uh, you refresh my memory on that. Uh, or you're welcome. You saying that refresh my memory last week. I wrote about it, uh, in the bent. Somebody had, somebody had, uh, isolated Venezuelan local Bitcoin volumes, uh, only did the U S dollars a few days before lawmaster came out with his more comprehensive coverage. And so i wrote about it in the bent and Eduardo Medina from democracy earth, uh, born uh, Venezuelan as well. Um, he warned, or he didn't warn me. He just said, "Hey, take into consideration that a lot of that volume is also corrupt politicians uh, cleaning, cleaning dirty money as well."
1: No, yeah, I mean that's that's completely fine. That's yeah. a key target market of Bitcoin is is dictators and corrupt politicians. <laughs> and the more corrupt politicians that get on board, the more corrupt governments that will get on board, and the value prop will continue to go up. It's part of the beautiful cycle that is Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, but it, yeah, that's. It's a harsh reality.
1: But there's also people that, you know, it helps. And if, even if it helps like three people, it's worth it. And it helps way more than three people. Yeah. I mean, I just, last week I gave a donation to Bitcoin Venezuela. I went through in like three minutes. No one took any fees. I'm not sure. Is it, I may or may not have given a donation to Bitcoin Venezuela. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't do it through PayPal or anything like that because of sanctions. Yeah.
0: uh, Fed's listening to this Uh, Matt did not do that Um, yeah so that's happening Uh, the at least the P2P exchange volume is growing in places where uh, Bitcoin has a very very uh, pertinent use case
1: I'm looking at it now Russia isn't at all time high Uh, only only Venezuela is at all time high right now measured in USD okay oh there's one other Colombia Venezuela and Colombia are both all time high interesting Russia peaked during the, during the peak.
0: Yeah. Um, sort of, I'm related, but just wanted to bring this up Do you. Have you been following the Brazilian election at all?
1: Oh uh, yeah, he won. B- Bals- Bolsonaro? How do you pronounce his name?
0: I'm not even going to attempt it, but uh, the far right, data right. Yeah. Yeah. A hard right, uh, po- uh, bombastic politician. One, one in a landslide there, very similar as Trump, uh, it seems. And, uh, it's interesting, the the polarization and uh, the rise of populism and nationalistic tendencies in the world. It's a continuing trend. And, it,
1: it's interesting that it seems to be happening everywhere at once. Right? right? You know?
0: And people try to blame Trump for it, but he's really a symptom of this underlying... Right, di- he took advantage of it. Exactly. Um, and as did this Brazilian politician, it seems, it would seem from an outsider's perspective, very... Uh, very rudimentary and high level understanding as an outsider. Um
1: Yeah, I mean we had some big ones before Trump, right? But I mean Brexit was before Trump, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Italy had didn't Italy, Italy had a referendum. Greece, Greece had some some shit going Spain's on. Spain's been talking
0: about the cataline referendum for so a while. So you had like
1: the fringes happen and then you know mm. London, US. Yeah.
0: No, it's uh, now yeah. you
1: got Philippines. What's his name Duterte or whatever? Duarte. Duarte. I, I suck at pronunciations.
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm right there with you. I probably butchered that. Yeah, uh, but no, it's, it's uh, happening all over the place. Another rising trend to people keep your are, eyes peeled people for. People are
1: upset. People are angry. And if you're not angry, like why the fuck aren't you? You know, <laughs> like people have been given a raw deal, and and it like doesn't matter where you are on like the political spectrum, like the it's the the wealthy have been have been basically have been basically robbing the poor.
0: Yeah, and we would argue via inflation by having access to the spigot of money creation uh, and an unfair advantage to print money out of thin air uh, for uh, interest.
1: Yeah, and if, yeah, and if you're just in many countries around the world, you could just get your money fucking seized at any moment too.
0: Yeah. Um, So that is, I mean, this is what I expounded upon with Justin Boone on the podcast on Friday when we got pretty tanked up. Uh, We started waxing poetic, like Bitcoin is a currency for the common man. Uh, uh, You can save your money throughout time without having to have uh, an information asymmetry in the form of knowing what stocks, what bonds, what mutual funds to put your money in. You just have a simple tool, which you know is deflationary by nature and you'll preserve your wealth over time.
1: Yeah, I was talking to someone about this the other day, you know, they were like I'm not a finance person. So I I don't under, you know, I I can't understand Bitcoin. I'm never going to understand Bitcoin. I was like Bitcoin's perfect for people like you because you don't have to worry about all this complicated managing your money. You just you know you have a solid way of storing and growing your wealth over time and you could just focus on all the things you like focusing about because you know your wealth is good.
0: Exactly. And you have the luxury of having the certainty of Bitcoin supply schedule, uh, the pace at which blocks will be produced due to the difficulty adjustment. And you can always check in on the code base by going to GitHub and making sure developers aren't fucking with your money. Exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, I mean, we both know that. That's why we're here
1: uh what do so we got i have a good one i mean big uh <laughs> oh, the reason we the reason we didn't announce the price today which is hovering around 6400 is no it's at 62 something oh shit so now we can't well bitcoin volatility was at like an all-time low this weekend six, ever
0: six two six two i believe we're uh what was our bet was it six six two five or six, six, two? Six, two five. okay um, Big yeah. next price. You still owe me. A, you still owe <laughs> me a steak at this point in time, and Murad. Yeah, uh, i mean,
1: joke's on you guys. Like now, I, I now I get dinner. No, you got a us dinner. I me. know, but I still get to have it with you guys. That's, that's what's yeah, important. That's
0: what it's all about. The memories you make along the way. Uh, <laughs> speaking of memories. This next topic uh, has me flashing back to to Mint Pal memories. Maple Exchange just did a full-on...
1: No, it's not called Maple Exchange. It's called Maple Change. Maple Change. Maple Change the Exchange.
0: (laughs) Maple Change the Exchange. Uh, Classic exit scam.
1: It was definitely an exit scam and like almost positive because you don't like actually they deleted everything. They deleted their (laughs) whole social media account. So this is an exchange that's supposedly based in Canada that's relatively new that I never heard of. Marty never heard of. Never. Until this this weekend when they sent out a tweet saying they got hacked, saying no one was going to get their money back. And then they proceeded to delete all of their social media accounts and their website.
0: Yeah, and their last tweet was like, uh, "We have to shut everything down, including our Twitter, Facebook, and all of our social Discord, media." Discord, their Telegram, <laughs> deleted their it all. If you don't own your keys, you don't own your Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, this is just another. It's another time to remind you that trusted third parties are security holes.
0: Do you know how much was taken?
1: I mean, they had like no volume. I probably probably like less than a thousand Bitcoin. It's still a lot. Um, but there were people complaining about it on Twitter, so it was still people, you know, that got fucked.
0: Yeah, be careful, people.
1: It's hard for me to tell anything because they deleted all their, all their shit. But I got, I got a screenshot in there that I tweeted out.
0: Bitstein warned us: there's scammers everywhere. They're coming for your bitcoins. Make sure you got them in your pockets.
1: What else do we have here?
0: That's what I'm pulling up right now. Uh,
1: Zcash had their sapling <coughs> upgrade.
0: Yeah, that happened pretty quietly and uneventfully.
1: It's like basically the same thing we talked about last week with bulletproofs and confidential transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, Zcash is shielded addresses. Uh, the way they do it is is very computationally heavy. It's hard to process. So th- so this upgrade makes it makes it more efficient. Um, as has made confidential transactions more efficient. So it's just another case where we have these, these cutting-edge technologies being experimented on the altcoins, and and then we can take it from there. We can see how it works out. Oh, the other interesting thing about Zcash is because they have uh, their SNARKs implementation, which is requires a trusted setup, there's an inflation worry with the trusted setup, so, with this hard fork, which is a mandatory hard fork, which was pushed through by the Zcash Foundation, which is based in the United States and has rich investors in the United States, is forcing everyone that has money in a shielded address to upgrade. When you upgrade to the new efficient shielded address, you have to go through a transparent address first, so it'll audit the entire supply when you're processing. What you the can, fuck? You can wait to do it, but. What? Yeah, that's what they're doing to audit cuz I mean obviously they don't even they're not even positive that I guess maybe it'll to calm the markets but I guess yep. how And do, how they, do you make people dox themselves like well, that? Well, they're saying if you do it properly, presumably there shouldn't be any privacy leak. Okay. Um
0: highly questionable.
1: Yeah, Zcash is already has a questionably small anonymity set because most people don't use the shielded protected addresses. Mm -hmm. This part of the reason for this upgrade is because it'll be more efficient to use the shielded addresses. More people presumably will. You know, Zuku has said that he wants to make it fully anonymous at some point where Mm -hmm. it's just mandatory. Everyone uses shielded, so they need to be more efficient. Who knows if that would actually happen, but he's said it in the past amongst other things. Uh, So if you do it, Right it, and the trusted setup wasn't compromised, then the privacy probably wouldn't be degraded much because you would go each u t x o would go to an individual transparent address would go to an individual new shielded address mm-hmm. and they're supposedly gonna release a tool that will let you do it in a privacy conscious way, yeah, uh, but it just goes to show what we were talking about last week where where you try and find a balance here. Between more privacy, more fungibility, but being able to audit the supply at the same time.
0: Yeah. No, it's an interesting quandrum. And Zcash is uh doing the dutiful service of testing that out for us. Uh so thank you, I guess.
1: Um Yeah, I don't know if I want to say thank you, but
0: it was pretty uneventful. Yeah. Uh sapling uh got launched or what well, we would you merged in and nothing
1: has Blown up yet
0: Price hasn't moved Nothing's blown up
1: Oh the other In, in terms of altcoin news In two days There's gonna be The SIA fork uh, Where they Where they fuck over All the miners Of their network And I'm pretty excited To watch that go down
0: How do you think That's gonna go
1: I don't know I mean the miners That have these ASICs Have literally Zero reason To uh, To follow along On the fork And what's interesting Is They updated A bunch of things SIA tech did or Nebulous, or whoever the actual corporate entity that that does see a dev, and they, in their defense, they released two updated softwares one that bricks all the miners' hardware, and one that doesn't but is still updated. Interesting. So, I, first of all, it'd be funny if the second option actually just like fucked those miners too, like it didn't work, but I, uh, I, I. If, like, 70% of their network is using their current hardware that's all going to get forked out, then they're just going to run, you know, I, I, there's going to probably be two competing chains. I don't see, at least in the beginning. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But no
1: matter what, long term, I think they fucked themselves, but we shall see. Yeah. Interesting to watch. I'm
0: not really excited about, about that.
1: But this is another perfect example with Gab. So, like, my whole argument against SIA is don't become too centralized, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if a terrorist is storing files on the SIA network or, or if uh, someone's distributing child porn on the SIA network? Like, Howard Dean's going to be like, let's draw, drag these people into into the fucking courthouse. Right. That's yeah. what's going to happen.
0: Reduce your tax service, freaks. Trust the third parties. Get rid of them. Or ridicule companies and projects until they do. Um What do we got up next here? We got Lightning Hack Day, Chain Code Residency Week. A big day for your – big week for your boy just because I had so much talent come through the studio. A lot of great conversations. Those pods are great.
1: They're They're fantastic. uh, Thank you, sir. Go back and listen to – if you haven't already, listen to the two pods Marty dropped and one's still coming.
0: Two pods, one coming, recording another right after this too. So your boy doesn't stop. Uncle Marty's here to provide.
1: You better not drink in the next one. Are you going to drink in the next one? I don't
0: think so. I don't think Pierre will be okay with uh, with uh, withholding from alcohol consumption as well.
1: There you go. Um, Till McAllen sponsors this.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing that came out, there was a huge chain code at the residency where they did a boot camp with accepted participants, and they each built something and demoed it on Friday, and then uh, Fulmo, uh, which has been uh organizing lightning hack days around the world held one uh in f- the financial district over the weekend saturday and sunday and uh the, the momentum from the Chain Code residency apparently uh sort of rushed into that hackathon a lot of cool projects and a lot of cool ideas were getting we're getting uh, proof of con- concepted out i guess you could say i don't know if that's a term but whatever uh what i found most interesting Somebody listened to me in Lightning Koala's uh podcast and made like a really cool proof of concept for a video game where uh you put Satoshi's into a channel and you fight somebody on Street Fighter and the guy who wins like with the most net punches at the end wins the Satoshi's in the channel.
1: That's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it was cool. They
1: should make we should, all the coin op games.
0: <laughs> right? That's I mean, and it is it's, to me it was like Crazy insane. That dude just listened to our podcast and had like a proof of concept up, and I think it was less than 24 hours. Um, made me feel good. At least I'm inciting ideas in people's minds.
1: You got like a 10% credit on it?
0: I don't think so. I'm going to give this one out to the world.
1: Such a philanthropist.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that? Do you see anything in particular? I like. I mean, that's what I'm excited to talk with Pierre about is his Excel plugin, which I think is pretty dope.
1: Yeah. No. That that plugin seemed pretty cool. Uh, no. I was I was actually pretty bad about it this weekend. Didn't really pay attention. Um, I was I was hoping your interview with uh, with Justin. He was about to tell us all about it, and then you guys just got completely sidetracked. I yeah. don't know where you went.
0: He, was, he, got, he got to it by the end. I don't know how far in you oh, okay. are.
1: I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, It was a long one. It was an epic. It was
0: like a two and a half hour guy.
1: Yeah, and, and you Ninja launched it on Friday. I didn't even know it existed until today. Yeah,
0: I had to Ninja launch it. it was, uh, the vibes were high after that recording. Yeah, you know, I like it. Um, and I'm lazy and just wanted to post it and not edit it at all.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the no edit. We, we do that here at Rabbit Hole as well.
0: It uh, keeps you in check.
1: Yeah, it's basically like a live pod field without being live.
0: Yeah, should we do? Li- I don't know if we should do live.
1: No, nah. nah, it's close enough.
0: Yeah, um, lightning, um, lightning hack week seemed cool. It's excited. To, I'm excited to see all these uh, ideas get brought into fruition. And it was
1: a pretty big turnout, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, for the middle of the bear market. I don't know numbers exactly, but uh, it would seem from Twitter that there was a huge turnout.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's badass. Yeah, that's a good sign. Very good sign. Devs seem really excited in general about Lightning.
0: Yeah, and it it's seems like a lot of fun with it. I mean, that's what I was astonished about. Again, going back to that proof proof of concept that uh, that listener made. Thank shout out if you're listening right now. Shout out for making that Mandel duck, I believe. Um, like the quickness with which you can develop on top of it and have have that shit ready to go, like within 24 hours, was like whoa! Like you can actually build on this pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, the trick is uh, handling the Street Fighter lawsuit afterwards. <laughs> That's the time-consuming part. Yeah, that So, how about talking about uh, lawsuits? We got. We should definitely talk about IDEX blocking New York IPs.
0: Let's jump into it. I don't really know too much about the story. You posted it.
1: IDEX is the biggest so-called decentralized exchange on Ethereum. Ethereum. Right? I'm pretty sure it's the number one DAP. Yes, I believe so. It usually or at least it usually is if it fluctuates. Um and as we've a lot of us have said it is not actually a decentralized exchange. They have various centralized components to it, including choosing which coins to list. And they have to because they're centralized, they have to comply with the bit license and they're blocking New York IP addresses. So first of all, It's just, they're just doing lip service to the actual bit license because anyone who knows what they're doing can just easily download a VPN and get around any IP address blocks. They just pretend they're not from New York. Um, But it, it shows the whole point of decentralized exchanges is to end around regulations and end around having a central point of failure that governments can attack in the first place. So I I really don't understand the the only reason the only reason this exchange exists from as a centralized entity is because they want to extract uh, a, a fee return on investment, yeah. Yeah. They just want to ex- extract an ROI and it defeats the whole point of DEXs and I think that DEXs that do that will fail over time to to uh well, this, you don't this have seems the benefits of a centralized exchange, and you don't have the benefits of a decentralized exchange, so well, this, why would you use the quasi-middle thing?
0: Well, this headline seems like it is an abject failure if they have to cut off IP addresses. Not right. really decentralized at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not an unstoppable application.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: Quite stoppable.
0: <laughs> hey. Hey, we don't, we don't shit on marketing campaigns, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that here. Okay, deal. I'm just kidding. Um,
1: I'm, like, starving right now. I've got to get
0: work workout on today. I've been hitting the bike a lot. i got, like, an hour bike in, and now I'm like the hunger after after That's the, the if, ride is hitting me.
1: If you keep this up, though, you might no longer be classified a beefy Bitcoin boy. No, I'm going to
0: keep it lean. I'm going to keep it lean and beefy. Don't worry. I'm eating my protein lean on the back beefy. end. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so the IDEX, what else, what else is in the news? It's a pretty slow news week.
1: Yeah, it's kind of slow. Bitcoin's had its historically... We've had low volatility periods before. I posted a historical chart like this is not out of the ordinary, Mm -hmm. Um, but volatility has been extremely low, at least until today. Yeah. A little bit.
0: Yeah. Toward toward Demeester was tweeting that he wishes there was like a VIX option uh, that you you can buy uh, for Bitcoin volatility. Gambler's going to gamble. Right. Um, Maybe in the future.
1: There will be. There'll be everything. Yeah, that's actually... Everything that's available under the sun. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Wrapped BTC. We got <laughs> oh coin. my God. We got a stable coin, but instead of being backed by that shitty fiat, it's backed by... Bitcoin. The crypto reserve asset. How does this
0: work? Do you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually extremely simple concept that is a perfect fit for Bitcoin. So BitGo already custodies all this shit for everyone. Mm -hmm. For a ton of people. Kraken, Bitstamp, you know, all these different exchanges they're custodying for. So they just hold Bitcoin in an address. And every time they put a Bitcoin in that address, they add a token of WBTC. And then the token is available on Ethereum. And they have... So it's exactly the same thing as like a tether. But it's really hard to prove you have U.S. dollars. But with Bitcoin, you can just sign a message and easily prove your reserves Mm -hmm. anyone can verify it around the world
0: it seems like this is confirming bitcoin as a reserve asset of this space of this market
1: yeah i mean we were talking about idex right and like most pairs in this in this industry most altcoin pairs their highest volume is with bitcoin and and these dexes had two major shortcomings they they couldn't support bitcoin and they couldn't support U.S. dollars, right? So that's where you get the wrapped USD products and the wrapped Bitcoin products um, to to allow the DEXs to compete. And, like, so it is a trusted third party. You're trusting BitGo. You're trusting them a little bit less than the Chether. Fiat-backed ones cool. because cause you have proofed reserves. Uh, but, like, if you're using a centralized exchange, if you're using Kraken, you're trusting BitGo with your Bitcoin, too. You know, they are holding all the Bitcoin on Kraken, so...
0: Yeah, it's like an exotic uh, marketing ploy.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I.
0: Just after I said we don't shit on marketing.
1: Know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You did. You did just say. It. It's. I could see BitGo doing this, in a million different combinations, just saturate the market. It's like relatively easy for them to start each individual one up. You know, if if EOS needs a wrapped Bitcoin, Bitcoin product, then you put a wrapped Bitcoin product on EOS. And then if, if EOS wants a wrapped Ethereum product, then you throw a wrapped Ethereum product there and, you know, wrapped EOS on Ethereum and you could just go to fucking town with all the different wrapped bullshits.
0: Turtles all the way down. Rappers. Yeah, but they can make
1: a nice little fee off of it or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure they will. I, w- I would never use it. But I'd also, I also say that you shouldn't use keep a lot of money on centralized exchanges.
0: As we say, you don't want to get maple changed.
1: Dude, oh, the famous <laughs> saying.
0: <laughs> you don't want to get maple changed. <laughs> um, trying to think what else we could talk about. Uh, a pertinent in the news newsletter. Bitstamp
1: got bought by uh, a rich Korean fella. Oh, yeah, that's actually good. Who has a, He has 83% ownership in Corbit, the Korean exchange already. And so he bought it through a Belgian subsidiary.
0: Good for Bitstamp.
1: And Kodrick sold the top because it was the deal was closed in December. Boss, wait! And it took why did it take long. them? Regulations and bullshit.
0: Mm. Good for Bitstamp.
1: Yeah, what? and he still owns ten percent, and he's going to be CEO still.
0: Okay, one of the stalwarts of the industry.
1: Yeah, 2011. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Nice exit for Pantera too.
0: Did they have a big stake in Bitstamp?
1: Yeah, I I, I remember they. I think they had a key. They were a key element of when Bitstamp got hacked in twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah, they f-
0: they fronted a lot of that, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they like flew the whole team into California and they like rewrote everything from scratch and put it on AWS and then fronted the whole amount that was lost. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty badass. And then they sold it. Oh, undisclosed price. We don't know the price. Rumor was four hundred million. Is what someone said. Shit. Yeah. Back then it was valued at like thirty or something. Forty.
0: Damn. Good for uh, good for Bitstamp. Yeah. Big. Uh, yeah. They've been my uh, the exchange that I use to, like, reference price for, for most of my time at Bitcoin. I don't know why. I just always choose Bitstamp on Tradeblock.
1: But they were, like, the original reputable price. Yeah. When you had all the Mt. Cox fiascos going on, you didn't really know what was going on, Bitfinex or BTCE, You know, it was like Bitstamp. Like, if I put my head to it, I could probably cash out there if I wanted
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So good news in the industry In this bear market
1: You do Every time you read the price For the pod You read the bit stamp price Yeah And it's not even a top 10 exchange anymore I don't think
0: It's nostalgia Um, let's see what else we got up here What are we talking about uh, tch, 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 tch.
1: It was a good out for them Because they were like sandwich They weren't killing it In the regulated market And the, the unregulated market Like the Bitfinex Binance Bitmax Was killing them On the other side It's time to get out Yeah Take G- the win.
0: Good exit. Um, that's that's all I got this week, man. Yeah, I'm like brain dead a, right now.
1: It's a slow, it's a slow news week. You had some good pods, which was fantastic.
0: Yeah, go check those out, freaks. Let me know um, what you think.
1: Local Bitcoin's volume was really promising. Murad called another year long of the bear market. He came out of his hole and he saw his shadow and <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and warned Twitter
1: and ran away. Uh, and Bitcoin keeps trucking on.
0: Still producing blocks. Last I checked. Haven't checked today,
1: though. It's still producing blocks. All hell would be breaking loose if it wasn't.
0: I uh, know. Um, yeah, parting note. Uh, had a good steak dinner last night. Nice New York strip. With uh, with a couple friends. Felt good. There you go. It's all you need in life. Good food, good friends.
1: Gotta consume your beef. Yeah, just... I don't know. I've noticed that people on Twitter are like bored and just going after each other and it's getting like really uh, I've been trying to
0: step back. I th- I checked my Twitter analytics dashboard and my tweets uh tweet pace has has fallen dramatically.
1: Yeah, I mean this is it's we're starting to enter like the apathetic, angry stage Yeah of the cycle. And just just remember why we're all really here. You know, we're here because when there's no other option there is Bitcoin. And and it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate check on unbridled power, and we need to foster this and expand it. And 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 attacking each other over bullshit, yeah, trivial bullshit is just completely. We should be topic.
0: consolidating the narrative right now. Sharpening. Consolidate it. the narrative.
1: Consolidate and sharpen. Prepare yeah. the bag. <laughs> Prepare the bags and get ready for the next bull run because it's gonna fucking rip some faces off. It's, yeah, it's gonna. This is not investment advice. Off. It could also nothing. Nothing is investment advice. It Could also blow
0: up in our faces and go to zero.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's the. I think if you're young, it's a great strategy because it's either a magnificent fucking success or
0: it was something cool to be a part of for yeah, <laughs> a little exactly. bit. We
1: met great people <laughs> along the way.
0: Yeah. The old, uh, the old saying we dropped earlier. It's about the people you meet. I met a pretty cool guy here. That's all we have to say this week. Peace and love, freaks.